So, beautiful evening, beautiful, beautiful evening. And I give you thanks, dear Lord, for this evening, for the opportunity that we have, Lord, to reflect on your word. And I thank you, Lord, for the success that I had right now through the difficulties and challenges, technical challenges, to be able to minister to your people and deliver your word. And I thank you, Lord, for this house, for my brother-in-law and his family, Lord, that they are allowing me to, to work from here and serve you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for Mama Tina getting much better today. And thank you, Lord, for my anniversary today with my beautiful wife, Tracy, Lord. Thank you, Father, for my wife and my marriage in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for my church, and thank you for my friends that are ready to start the study. Are you ready? Well, I am so, so ready. Genesis chapter 22 from the verse 1 through 11. Do you know what is the title of this lesson? The title is The Supreme Test for Amen. The Supreme Test for Amen. So let's read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. After these things, God decided to, taste, to test Abraham's faith. God said to him, Abraham. And he said, yes. Then the Lord said, Take your son to the land of Moriah and kill your son there as a sacrifice for me. <laughs> this must be Isaac, your only son, the one you love. Use him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains there. How about that? I will tell you which mountain. Verse number three. In the morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took Isaac and two servants with him. He cut out the wood for the sacrifice. Then they went to the place where God told them to go. After they traveled three days, Abraham looked up, and in the distance, he saw the place where they were going. Then he said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go to that place and worship. Then we, we will come back to you later. Abraham took the wood for the sacrifice and put it on his son's shoulder. Abraham took the special knife and fire. Then both he and his son went together to the place of worship. Isaac said to his father, uh, to his father Abraham, Father, Abraham answered, Yes, son? Isaac said, I see the wood and the fire, but where is the lamb we will burn as a sacrifice? Abraham answered, God himself is providing the lamb for the sacrifice zone. So Abraham and his son went together to that place. When they came to the place where God told them to go, Abraham built an altar. He carefully laid the wood on the altar. Then he tied up his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached for his knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord stopped him. The angel called from heaven and said, 
Abraham, Abraham. Abraham answered, yes. Then the angel said, do not kill your son or hurt him in any way. Now, is the Lord talking, right? Now I can see that you do respect and obey God. I see that you are ready to kill your son, your only son, for me. Then Abraham noticed a ram whose horns were caught in a bush. So Abraham went and took the ram. He offered it instead of his son as a sacrifice to God. So Abraham gave that place a name. The Lord provides. Even today people say on the mountain of the Lord, he will give us what we need. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time. <laughs> the angel said, you were ready to kill your only son for me. Since you did this for me, I make you this promise. I, the Lord promised that I will surely bless you and give you as many descendants as the stars in the sky. There will be as many people as sand in the seashore and your people will live in cities that they will take from their enemies. Every nation on the earth will be blessed through your descendants. I will do this because you obeyed me. Then Abraham went back to his servants. They traveled back to Beersheba and Abram stayed there. <laughs> I cannot tell you how profound all this is. And uh, it is going to be impossible to deliver in one session everything that we need to study about this passage. So I'm going to start with certain points tonight, okay? Which means that maybe next week, next Tuesday, I probably will revisit this because there is so, just so much. It's, it's way, way so, so much to study that it's impossible to do it in, in one lesson, in one session, okay? But uh, I appreciate that you are willing to, to invest time here with me. All right. Excellent. So let's start here with the points. The first question is, why do you think, what could be the reason that the Lord had to test Abraham in this way? Why will the Lord do such a thing? And you know that the answer is in the same scripture. It says clearly in verse number one, the Lord decided to test Abraham's faith. Faith. It was a test of Abraham's faith. Like many of us believers have to go through those kind of tests from time to time. You know, it's, it's not easy. And sometimes we don't want to, being honest. We, we don't want to go through tests, right? Imagine a test where your body is the target of that test. The Lord allowing 
somebody to go through cancer and perhaps could be a test. I want you to understand that I am not saying that everyone who has cancer is going through a test of faith. It's not what I said. Let me say it again so you can understand what I am saying. I'm saying imagine if someone, the Lord allows this person, one person, to go through something like cancer or anything really, really bad, horrible, in his or her body, just as a test of faith. Is, is that possible? Of course it's possible. We just read that the Lord tested Abraham's faith, so he can test, test our faith. Not necessarily will be through the same experiences, you know, because we all already know this. The Lord will test people in different ways because he does what he thinks works best for all of us. Sometimes the test of faith will come through a financial difficulty or relationship problems or employment problems. Sometimes the person has a, a business and the business is going through a season and it, it seems like all doors are being closed. Customers are closing doors and they say, thank you, but I'm going to work with other company because they offer a better price or better quality or closer to my home or whatever. And they just close doors and contracts are ended. And so sometimes tests come to you in, in very strange ways, very strange ways. You, you never know in what way the Lord will test your faith because it's going to happen. Your faith has to be tested by the Lord, by the Lord, not by others, not by people, by the Lord. And the Lord will do it because he wants to refine that faith. You know, they say that uh, fire is a refiner. Have you heard that? In fact, you know, gold is refined, is purified through fire. That's why we say sometimes we are going through the fire of testing of our faith. Because when, when things get uh, difficult in our lives, we, we just start to feel the aggravation. We, we feel impotent by not being able to do anything in that regard. And, and we think, why? Why, Lord, are you allowing these things to happen to me? It sometimes it's a test, my friend test of your faith, okay? It's a test of your faith. Somebody asked me one day, um, do you think that the Lord is mean? <laughs> no, the Lord is not mean. He's a good, good father. And he will do whatever he has to do in order to take us to the place where he wants us to be. You know that... Uh, as, as our Father, He's going to work correcting us. And when, while He brings the correction and we suffer like, like, a, like a child suffers when he's being spanked or corrected by his parents, the child cries and the child cannot understand, right? The child is just thinking, 
Daddy, you are mean. Mommy, you are mean. And parents say, you know what? I, I, I do this because I love you. And parents always say this. Right now, you do not understand this, but later in life, you will understand it. Right? <laughs> and all the kids in the world, throughout the history of humankind, always has said, that's baloney. <laughs> yes, because when you were a kid, when I was a kid, little ones, and we received the correction, we never thought, oh, I feel so loved by my parents doing this to me. <laughs> we never said that. We cried and we said, I don't like this. But that doesn't mean that they were mean. I'm talking about a, a parent that is doing things for the right reasons and doing things the right way. But take a look at this scenario. Abraham obeyed the calling from the Lord since when he was out there in, in Ur, in Babylon. Abraham obeyed the Lord, trusted in the Lord, and yes, he made some mistakes here and there, but most, most of the things that, uh, that Abraham did were, were done in the right way, you know? And the Lord rewarded him. The Lord protected him. The Lord guided him. The Lord blessed him because Abraham was being a good servant, praying all the time, doing the right thing all the time. Are you listening? Abraham was obeying, trusting in the Lord, praying, doing the right thing all the time. And yet now, after all that, comes the supreme test. The supreme test will come to those who are compliant with the Lord. Sometimes we leave tests. I, I already told you that. Then you might leave certain experiences. You know, in your personal life, it's a test. Your, whether it's your, your body aching or your sentimental life or your relationships or your family members or your finances or anything else. And you, you go through all these difficulties and you are learning certain things, correct? You are learning sometimes the hard way. You are learning by repeating the same experience until you get it, correct? But not necessarily those are tests, not necessarily, because sometimes we create the problem, correct? By not taking good care of our body, by not being responsible in our spending, by not being uh, respectful in our relationships, we create a mess. So we cannot say, oh, this is a test the Lord is giving me. Sometimes it's not a test. Sometimes it's just the consequence of our wrong decision. Correct? However, if you see what's going on here in the life of Abraham, he's coming from, from a path of obedience and faith and doing the right thing. And after he is overcoming one, two, three, four, any number of uh, challenges, the supreme test 
the Lord asking. And it's because the Lord has a plan. The Lord has always a plan. You know, the Lord doesn't do things random. And He doesn't allow things just because. No. He always has a reason. He always has a purpose. He always has a plan. He is the Lord God Almighty. You might not understand the situation sometimes. You see what I'm saying? You might not understand why these things are happening. Like a kid. I'm not saying you're a kid. I'm saying like, like, in a similar way that a kid does not understand why things happen in his home, why his parents are doing this or that, or her parents are doing this and that to this little girl. Sometimes we do not understand, but what we know is that our parents love us. The child knows that. So you as a child of the living God, you need to realize that the Lord loves you. He is not being mean. He has a plan. He has a solution. He has a solution for the problem that, that is before you. Do you understand that? He has a solution. But he, not, he will not necessarily shorten those trials or making it in such a way that you don't, you don't go through the trial. Not necessarily. The Lord allows those tests, like in this case, to go all the way. All the way since the moment that he called. I mean, it is, it is amazing. And listen, I'm just in verse number one. I told you this is not going to be resolved in one session. So chill out. <laughs> But listen, verse number one is where we are right now. And then verse number two. The Lord said, Take your son to the land of Moria and kill your son there as a sacrifice for me. Oh, gosh. That son who represented the future for Abraham's life and family. The son that he longed for. The son of the promise. And now the Lord says, You know what, Abraham? I want you to do me a favor. <laughs> I want you to forget about how much you care for this child. In, the, in fact, I want you to do something that is really, oof, what is the right word here? Outstanding. Unthinkable. Something that in the eyes of anyone is not reasonable, not logic, doesn't make any sense. Because in, in your relationship with the good Lord, things are not necessarily going to make sense. How you can explain faith? How you can explain eternity? How can you explain that you are really talking to the Lord God Almighty when you pray? 
for, for those who are not believers, those things are not logical. They don't make any sense. They are not reasonable, unthinkable. You see? Because the reality of the kingdom of the Lord is absolutely against the reality of the world. Because in this world, things are in some way. But in the kingdom of the Lord, things are not necessarily that way. Let me give you an example. In this world, you show to somebody something, then that person believes in that, believes that that thing is there, right? It's the way that the world works. But in the kingdom of the Lord, it's not that way. In the kingdom of the Lord, He speaks first, and then things appear. You see? You believe first, and then you speak, and then you see. In the world, is you show the person whatever is there, and then the person believes, and then the person speaks. <laughs> so this is not reasonable. The, the request from the Lord to Abraham is absolutely unreasonable. It's, uh, it's the most strange thing that anyone could think of. Sacrifice your own son. The one that he was longing for. That's tough. That is tough. And that is what the Lord said to him. And said, I want you to use him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains there. As a burnt offering. How many times Abraham presented a burnt offerings? Many number of times. All kind of animals. He was used to presenting offerings to the good Lord. But this time is the supreme test. The Lord says, I want you to kill Isaac. Not the other kid. Isaac. I, need, I want you to kill Isaac as a burnt offering for me. How about that? This is tremendous. And then the Lord said, I will show you where is that. Pack your stuff. And then he knew. So here is where the journey starts. When Abraham heard the new mission, the new command from the Lord. He did not go to Sarah. Hey, honey. I have good and bad news for you. Oh, great. What is that, Abraham? What is that, old man? <laughs> Sarah, what do you want first? The good or the bad news? Uh, give me the bad news first. Okay. Well, no. I'm going to give you the, the good news first. Really? Yeah. Okay, what is the good news? The good news is that the, the Lord spoke to me again. The Lord spoke to me again. Isn't it great? Absolutely, honey. I'm so proud of you. That is awesome. And what the Lord says now? A girl? We're going to have a baby girl? Or, or what? Are we moving again? A bigger place to live? What, what, what he said? What did he say? Well, this is the bad news, honey. He says that I need to kill Isaac. <laughs> Can you imagine that conversation? Can you picture that 
lady. At this point, probably she was 107, eight years old. I don't know what else, how, how old was she exactly. Right now, I can't think of that. But a woman who never had a kid, eventually had a kid after all that she went through. And now the husband comes and says, honey, sweetheart, my precious, my lovey, lovey, duty, duty, I have news for you. Can you imagine that conversation? So Abraham knew it. You know, a person, a servant of the Lord, someone, if you consider yourself a servant of the Lord, there are some things that you don't need to tell anybody. Because it's something between you and the Lord God Almighty. And when the Lord is telling you that you need to do certain things and you are certain about that, you just do what the Lord says to you. And you don't need to go in a campaign telling people, the Lord told me to do this, to do that. And because most of the time, you know, when, when you hear the calling from the Lord, and I told you earlier, things in the kingdom are not always like in the world. Most of the time they are the opposite. They are unreasonable. They don't make any sense. If you go and share with people about what the Lord is telling you to do, you might create a big mess. I want you to see this because it's very important. Abraham came back with Isaac, right? I'm not saying that Abraham did not tell Sarah what happened. In fact, I guarantee you that Isaac was the first one running back to that house probably two, three miles when he recognized the terrain he ran and went to see Mama Sarah and said, Mother, Mother, you have no idea what the crazy old man did this time. <laughs> and you can imagine the reaction, right? I'm just talking hypothetically speaking here, okay? My point to you is this, and with this I'm going to close in this session today. I told you, this, is, this has so much to discuss. But here is what I want you to see. The Lord always is testing our faith. And He will increase the level of difficulty on those trials. Because He knows that He can count on you. He knows that. He knows that you can do it. So now, when you receive that test, you are in the midst of the test and the Lord tells you about the new mission to do, you don't need to go in a campaign talking to the rest of the people about that. Just trust in the Lord, like Abraham did. At some point he said, even to the servants, do you remember? He said, uh, you stay here, guys. I'm taking the boy, and we are going out, and we will come back. We, the word he used was we. So Abraham was certain that something the Lord will do. But we will continue studying this next Tuesday. For today, I think you got something. And uh, trust me, I have so much to share. And I would love to continue here. But for today, I think it's enough for you. You got plenty to reflect about it, to think about it. And just remember this main, main point today. 
is that if there are if there are some difficulties in your life, think about if those are the result of poor decisions and you need to change and think more about those things because you don't want to come back to the same problem again and again, okay? Not necessarily everything is a test of your faith. So that's one thing that I want you to think of. And the second thing is if you are being tested by the Lord, if you are in a trial, because the Lord is testing your faith, is because He already gave you a command. And what is that command? What is that order the Lord gave you about something that you should do? Keep it for yourself. Do what He says. In all case, my friend, I always say this. You need to pray about it. Ask the Lord to show you a passage in the scripture that confirms if you are not certain about it. And you can escalate it by speaking with someone that you trust as a servant of the Lord, whether it's a man or a woman. There are godly people, wise people, experienced people. And you will go to them and tell them, this is what I am going through and I would like to know what do you think. Do you think this is a just the result of my poor decisions or, or this is a real test of my faith because if it's a test of my faith I need to know how can I do this and the Lord will guide you okay and I uh, appreciate that you connected and I'm so happy to to be able to do this with you online thanks to the good Lord and thanks to the technology that we have and although there are some limitations sometimes but in general I think the good Lord is blessing us. So I wish you a beautiful Tuesday night. Remember, seek first the kingdom of the Lord and everything else will be added to you. Until then, my friends, good night.